welcome back to another edition of Racing It Out. It is finally starting to feel like not winter here in Canada. A little bit, barely, but we've had some sunshine. But uh, spring in Ontario, you have some good days, you have some not so good days. I noticed that you fully pronounced racing it out as opposed oh, to racing you're gonna it out. count me on my grammar again i know i'm just asking is that um, i i don't recall catching that previously and it's just i i listen carefully or i try to at least when people when people talk so and it's just oh that just that just struck me because i always say it's racing, racing it out so yeah that's, i think my brain you know, is just lazy today because hardly a big deal it's just you know everyone <laughs> knows the gist of it because everybody's following on insta and and twitter and the facebook page and everything like that so they they all understand and they know the you know the logo and everything that so it's you know it's all cool. it is racing it out not racing mm-hmm. that is my mistake my because brain. we don't speak exclusively about racing yeah we're racing it out there you go. Yeah, there yeah, go. exactly. And that's sort of how we came up with uh, with the uh, no. So the last time I saw you, we were actually <laughs> in person. Maybe we should try and figure out a way and time to do that more over the summer as well. Maybe, Maybe we can tie it into uh, a Pinty's event or two somewhere around the summer. I have no idea which ones yet mm-hmm. because we're still, you know, formulating plans and stuff, but maybe that's something that we can consider if anybody's got ideas or suggestions, uh, hit us back with a, with a message on social and we can, we can take a look at it. But I think, I think that'd be a fun thing to do. Yeah. Cause it's like, you and I are typically at like GP3R a little bit earlier, depending on schedules, obviously, Sure. but Toronto's another one as well. Cause you'll be there the entire weekend cover. I mean, you'll, you're usually off your rock or busy for that weekend, <laughs> but I mean, sleep is overrated. Yeah. Yeah. We don't from mid June to Labor Day we don't sleep. Uh, yeah, and especially some weekends like you know GP3R is usually a busy one and yeah. and, and well, that's cuz we're out always... partying. Yeah, oh yeah, that's huge that's, partiers. That's, that's huge exactly partiers. Yeah. You got to suck back the espresso martinis to survive that weekend. Funnily enough, at St. Petersburg at the IndyCar race is where our our PA announce booth was set up. They had a coffee bar as part of it. <laughs> So I had double espressos, <laughs> just walk right over, bang, and it was good, and you were good to go. So yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was very conveniently located from that standpoint. I wish we had those in Pindy's races. That would there be you great because that's what I need. About. I mean, Things we just upgraded to an actual coffee machine last year, and that was yeah, kiss. Just but... a nice, just a nice uh, coffee is is a very good thing. So you are headed off on uh, you're off on a little uh, vacation, little preseason vacation before you really yes. get busy and stuff. So is it fully recreational, just hanging, doing stuff? Are you traveling, food exploring, bit of everything? Probably food exploring. I have told my boyfriend we were going back to In and Out while I'm there because. Yeah. I think it needs a, a second chance because my first chance wasn't great. And now I know to get the double, not the single. I know not to get the animal fries. So I'll try the fries regular this time. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. It, it's just kind of all over the place. We, my boyfriend did say he, he wanted to go. There's a theater in Phoenix that does, I guess, kind of like a Cineplex VIP experience, but like all inclusive and like, more sit down yeah so it's not like you're in like the theater seats and you get served your food it's like you're at tables so or something like that so 
he said he wants to go and do it while we're there with and do it with his parents while we're in Phoenix. So I'll, to be continued and that'll be on our next installment. So dinner and a movie is what you're saying. Exactly. It is the formal version of Netflix and chill. <laughs> wait, 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 wait a minute. Don't know that you're wanting to do that in a public no, place necessarily. Todd, I, I understand not that what, kind of Netflix. I understand Dad. what you Get your mind. I just wanted to clarify, matter. just clarifying that's all. Again, my brain is lazy. It can't, it's not putting two and two together today. It's, it's... all good. It's all good. I know you're tired because you were, you just before running into to do this <laughs> podcast, you were out doing uh, physical activity that you have been involved in. And I wasn't aware of until recently that involves Frisbee. Mm -hmm. uh, my boyfriend and I joined an ultimate Frisbee team uh gosh I want to say like last December and this is our second season and we've signed on for two more seasons to do it all through the summer so but it's a lot of fun but it's a lot of work and because it's and today was especially hard because we were uh, like we were covering a guy and like the teams were mismatched and like you were just covering who you could cover so it's a lot it's a lot of running I, I burn like I heart rate like skyrockets during those games so this this is uh you're out on a field it's like this is not frisbee golf this is no how, do, how does it work tell me ex explain it to me in 25 words or less <laughs> um you start in each team starts in their zones one team starts with the frisbee and you toss it to your team up the field and your goal is to get it in the other team's uh end zone Right. And if you, if it goes out or if you, the other team catches it or smacks it down, it's a turnover. Ultimate and they go speed. back the other way. Oh, okay. So it's, so it's kind of like football, but sort of with uh, a basketball or, or hockey pace, you're immediately going back and forth. You don't have like set plays and turn and turnovers on downs and stuff. A little so bit, much, but you can't run yeah. with the Frisbee or right. Right. Like, You've yeah. Throw so it's it. like basketball. It's like, even less than basketball it's like if yeah. you catch that frisbee you stay put you yeah, can't stop move. and now you have to advance it again yeah. okay all you right. have to advance so. it by throwing it or gotcha yeah okay. but it's it's a lot of fun i'm really enjoying it it is sometimes it's a huge kick in the butt especially when you know we maybe don't have a, another girl sub mm -hmm. so it's you don't really get a break when it's just hey. two girls playing but it's all right. It's fun. Yeah. It's good, enjoyable. So, and outside, so it's not winter weather. It's, you know, you start to it's, get into the spring a little it's bit. In so a it's in a dome. Oh, so, oh, even better. Yeah. So it's in a dome. So we're covered. Um, our next season, they act, we got an announcement in our emails like last week that our current season's ending two weeks early. So they're refunding us some of our money because they want to start taking the dome down sooner than they had planned right. so our next season is going to be played our next two seasons are going to be played without the dome on which oh, means cool. playing in the sun which uh, as somebody who like craves like vitamin d and sun and like being yeah, outside yes. so much especially in the summertime i'm so excited for it it's going to be <laughs> it's it's going to be different because you're playing against the wind and the elements and the sun and like it's it's going to be different because right now Sunscreen. you're just yeah especially come like july august gonna need it bad yeah very so. good oh that's cool well good yeah. for you i uh I, I will uh endeavor to find out more about this but it sounds uh sounds interesting sounds fun sort of you know a little cardio exercise without you yeah. know it really being too 
serious and exercise thing. So that's cool. And, and that's what I needed. It's like, I needed more physical activity that wasn't just like going to the gym and running or going outside and running. I needed something like, even like volleyball for me, at least is very cardio inducive because I'm like, I'm like constantly on my feet. Like I'm co- like, I'm never just like standing there waiting for the ball. I am constantly pivoting, constantly waiting to like get in there. Yeah. So. See, as, as opposed to me who just goes to the gym, which I, I parked in the wrong, <laughs> I didn't park in the wrong spot. I usually park on the, uh, on the right-hand side, going down the aisle, parked on the left again, came out after the, the workout, walked right by my car. It's like, wait a minute, I didn't park here. So it's, I, I don't know if it's, if it's, you know, you're tired and, and, and just slipped into neutral, or it's just, we're such creatures of habit and routine too. And that's what it is. I, I mean, I like, I like structure. I like order. I don't necessarily like doing the same thing every day at exact the same time, mm-hmm. but I do like structure and order. It's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of an opposite thing there. And and that's what I've liked about having the sports is it's like, it's a monetary commitment. Like I've paid to be a part of this league and I have a set time for these games mm-hmm. every single week that I go and I do. And it's like, yes, of course, if I'm like gone somewhere, it's like, I can't go, I can't go, but it's like, I know on Wednesdays at five, like at four o'clock, I have to stop work I have to go eat and then I have to leave it by five o'clock and then I go play for an hour and I come back and I have the whole rest of my night so it's it, I your, like your routine so yeah it's like I like that routine I like that order whereas it's like forcing myself to go to the gym is kind of like I've, yeah. I'm finding it really hard recently it is it is but you know it's I find it a lot easier when the weather is good you can go outside and it's not oh, you, know, you don't so have to put on ready to all the clothes outside. and everything so yeah it's yeah. it's better that way you don't okay have to so go with your giant jackets to the yeah, gym, yeah. stuff them in the uh, locker avoiding that is 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 good so yeah. you've got coda as your background we'll get to coda the race i didn't watch <laughs> uh, yeah that's okay uh sebring the big aerial of sebring is mine because I, I was at the see the ending the, of the, the, sebring the, the 12 race. hours that yes. looked like the the uh, demolition derby mm-hmm. it was unbelievable so you go how about that you go 12 hours and somebody clobbers you with six minutes to go or something like that literally but it I'm- was crazy it was nuts it's I I was at a St. Patrick's Day party and my friend Steven came up and was like, did you see the end to the Sebring race? I'm like, no, I've been here drinking. I'm like, why would I watch the Sebring race? And he showed it to me and I'm like, did that guy just drive through the grass to first and yes. take out first and second? But, you know, it wasn't uh, it, it, it watching it a bunch of times. It was, you know what? it's you you've been racing for 11 hours and 45 minutes you're you're down to the short strokes it was it it, it was guys racing for the same kind of same beat of bit of asphalt and it just happens sometimes and it was it's unfortunate but that is kind of the way it played out unlike the end of the race at coda for the cup series where it seemed as though it was a big problem for these guys to drive through turn one, the left-hander, without two or three of them smashing into one another. And you have to go, oh, well, let's throw the yellow and let's have another green-white checker attempt. And At that point, they did this three single, times. Single so, car restarts. Well, but we're here's, or, or here's the other option is, is you don't, need to drive through people i don't think you should have an indefinite number of attempts at a green white checker if you get to five laps and there's a caution in the the 10 laps to five laps remaining throw the red stop everybody clean it up okay we'll resume 
I think we've talked and about this before. We did. And it's just, there's no reason to have multiple attempts to go, you know, instead of 68 laps, it turns into 78 laps. It took 30 minutes to run the last three laps. That's, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. It's like basketball that takes 30 minutes to play the last 30 seconds. It's terrible. Just dragging on and on and on and on. It's like, yeah. And, and it's like, you're wanting this super exciting finish, but chances are you're just actually losing your viewership. Oh, well, and, and you're right. I think it, it drags on too long. People give up and it's just, you know, I, you don't have the, the patience for it. You did have a dramatic finish eventually that uh, Tyler Reddick won and Kurt Busch, who happened to be in the announce booth as the, the guest analyst for the weekend, he was pretty choked up and pretty emotional as mm -hmm. they were, as they were talking about the there were coming to the end of the race. Online bitching and complaining that, oh, if you're an analyst or someone in the booth, you can't like, you can't be biased and like show your opinions and blah, 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 blah. It's like, if you're a full-time journalist mm -hmm. and your job is to sit there and be impartial and call the race, yes, you can't have opinion. But you are, you are a guest analyst there to add color and their experience and thoughts into the race. Yeah, their car wins. They're going to jump up and down. Like Tony Stewart's done it before when Stuart Haas wins and he's an actual analyst. Absolutely so like right. If you, it, impartiality does not mean a lack of emotion. Mm -hmm. And Kurt Busch is still affiliated with, uh, with the racing team. So of course, in fact, if he, if he didn't have his, his concussion issues, he'd still be in that car. Exactly. And so you could feel the, the hurt and the pain that he's suffering as well. That, yeah. That's his car. That is his team. Go back, like, uh, go back in the day and listen to Daryl Waltrip calling Michael Waltrip in 2001. Go yeah, back I was and listen. Just thinking about that. Go back even further and listen to Ned Jarrett calling Dale Jarrett winning his first Daytona 500 against Dale Earnhardt. That's emotion. That's passion. The, the, we we want that in the sport. You mm -hmm. and Kurt Busch is not, as you mentioned, a full time journalist. He's not going to be a hundred percent impartial. Nor yeah. should he be. He has no. a, he has a vested interest. And, I don't want him to be impartial. I want that experience. I want that yeah. emotion and that excitement. It's like I don't want him to come in and be like. I guess this other guy, <laughs> it's like, no, I know who you're cheering for. It's going to be the 2311 racing team and specifically yeah. the 45. Like he probably would have been just as excited if Bubba had won. Of but course. The fact that it was his car, his team that won it. It's like, you don't think that's a big deal with emotion? Yeah, you're you're darn right it is. Yeah, so, you're lucky but that's, to have him in the booth for that. We, we want to have emotion and passion in uh, drivers and, and in telecasts and broadcasts and live stream events. Sometimes your emotions get the better of you though, such as how shall I say, Josh Williams parking his car at the stripe in Atlanta a couple of weeks ago. And you know what? A, a lot of funny things happened out of it. There was, you know, some, some great memes and stuff, but of course he's going to get suspended. I mean, you have to, I mean, you, you have to suspend him and it was, it's the right call. You have to do it. Yeah. It's like, you can't not suspend him because it's like, he's literally giving you the biggest middle finger. It's yeah. like, it's like you're, you're being deliberately defiant in that moment. Cause it's like, you know, better than to park it on the start finish line. 
Exactly right. Now, was it a, you know, heat of the moment? Uh, maybe you could have handled it differently, or maybe we need to look at an adjustment and how the call was made. Yeah, sure. I'll yeah. give you that. That's not the way to make your argument yeah. by stopping at the start finish line, given the how do you do and and no. So, but I, I think they handled it. They suspended him. He said, you know, what are you gonna do? Find me? I can't afford it. And you're right. Like he's living mm -hmm. hand to mouth. And so is the team. So we are going to suspend you though, because you have to, you can't, yeah. You can't let that go. Because it would have been a huge dick move for them to give to give them like a $10,000, even like a $5,000 monetary fine. It's like that is a huge impact to them. Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, all right, we understand. We'll play so ball. We'll, we'll deal with it this way. Yeah, it's like you need to be have repercussions and have consequences, but yeah. we're not going to destroy your career over right. a heat of the moment decision. Right. So the other thing is it's... It, I, I guess in in that sense, interpretation and what the penalty should be, and not having a set. If you do this, you were you get this fine and or a suspension or whatever, is good. But I find it interesting that cars that had parts that weren't necessarily approved at Coda from Team Hendrick were first really slapped with a big penalty in terms of crew chiefs getting suspended hundred thousand dollar fines and a big points deduction multiple points deduction it was i think it was a hundred points per driver and then 10 playoff points to william byron but the points were reinstated after the appeal which i find to be curious it's like well we acknowledge that you went against the rules and broke the rules but we'll find you. We'll get rid of your crew chiefs but we'll give you your championship points back i, I don't necessarily think that's right but Here's a theory. He has a theory. Those parts were found before the race and replaced. So they didn't race with them. And oh. maybe that's the reason why. That would make sense of like, they tried pushing the envelope. Sure. Got caught. You still need to, you were going to race with these and the potential that they had raced with them in Daytona and um vegas yeah but you, but you don't know you can't yeah, you don't you know, know those were they were not found to be uh in violation of the rules previously they they were found they were they confiscated parts and were allowed to continue on the weekend so there's no guarantee they would have had been in the car during the race but because you know, i was think. thinking it was a why are we going to penalize the driver so much when it's a backhouse decision because i mean correct me if i'm wrong but alex bowman does not have any say <laughs> in what parts go on that car no and and you're right that's i i but that's always the case though that's mm -hmm. you know the driver and team always gets penalized because they're the beneficiary of any right. rules infraction and right and like if the lug nut's not on right so you do have to, to be a rule have some sort of responsibility yeah. i will give you that but it's just because they weren't in the race is my my thinking as to maybe why they weren't uh yeah but we don't so. know because they never gave us a uh a reason yeah and i'd, li I'd like to have that kind of question too is okay here's why they were the the points were given back to the drivers we we thought about it we talked about it the review panel said 
we'll leave the fines, the suspensions in place, but we give you your championship points back. Just explain to us why. I think I think that would help fans. I think mm. that would help for for clarity and transparency too. And and I'm wondering, and I've seen this kind of been thrown around online as well, is if maybe they're just holding on to it because colleagues is next Wednesday. Possible. It's possible because it's like it could be a new panel, so they don't want to give them the opportunity to come in with more evidence, or I don't even know how the panels work, but it just, it could be a reason that it's swayed and they just want to keep it type lit, but they also don't have to tell us anything. But again, I, I think that's, uh, I think that's good for your fans. The, uh, the mm -hmm. other thing that, uh, was was different about coda was that there were no cautions at the uh end of stages which i think is a positive yeah. yes um i don't know that you should necessarily be awarding points twice through the race but that's mm -hmm. uh but you definitely should not have the the cautions they're not going away anytime soon because they're great for tv and tv loves them yeah. and i think that's a big reason why they're in but that's uh i i personally think it's great and there were plenty of cautions for for breaks anyway yeah, they had no. I'm. I, I've heard it. They had no shortage of caution. No it was shortage. Like I saw one where Bubba Wallace's brakes just didn't work, and he went straight into Kyle Larson, and it's like, yeah. oh, that's a hard hit. Happens. Like, it happens. Yeah. So we should also mention a little bit of NASCAR Pinty Series news as we get closer to the start of the season. You know, uh, a month, month and a half away depending on what uh, day this debuts, but you know, um, we are getting close. Forgetting it's that close. We have, I know it's going to be here before you know it, uh, confirmed the return of Larry Jackson in the number 84. Brandon Watson is coming back for a full season in the number 64. Did you see, also... sorry, did you see him and Kevin LaCroix in on the Facebook posts going back and forth? There was Kevin Lacroix commenting on Brandon's post saying, oh, no, please don't come back. And then Brandon <laughs> commenting on his comment going, too late, baby, I'm coming back. And then Kevin comparing Brandon to the likening of Tommy Gunn. Love it. It's great. See, I, that's I love fun. banter like that. It's so it's so much fun. I think it's and I think Kevin's the best at it, too. It's like he doesn't post a lot on social media, but he comments a lot. <laughs> And he's and he's he's funny. He's engaging. Yeah. He's kind of quiet, but he has a, he has a good sense of humor, and he's he's pretty dry and funny too. That was something that took me a while when I got into the series to learn about Kevin. Is he is hilarious? Yeah. Like, and he's quiet, but it's like when he gets his funny moments, he is hilarious. Yeah, it's awesome. So, but I cut uh, you I'm, off. I was going to say there was another announcement too that you're going to tell us about. Yes. Um. By the time this has premiered it is already news but donald teach is back racing the ovals minus oshweekin and gp3r that's awesome that's so great he will be back out wet and he did amazing last year i forgot how many good results he got last year yeah because he, yeah. he got a pole in saskatoon he finished runner-up at delaware behind brandon and it was like we were there thinking like he was gonna get him but alas brandon won but I really, truly think they can get another win next year because he's oh, been yeah. hunting for that second win since what, 2018? 17, Saskatoon. Yeah, that's so I think it's, uh, I, I, I think it's good. I think um, we're still waiting for the final official numbers. The car count might be off a little bit from last year, but 
I, I don't think it's going to be that significant. I think we're still going to have good fields starting okay. with the opening event at Sunset Speedway. I'm I'm pleased about that. I'm looking forward to it and and excited to uh, get back. It'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. And it's like there's, I mean, I can't really say anything, but it's it, we've gotten into that season where it's like every single week we're having driver night announcements. It's just they're rolling out. Yeah. There and that's it. We'll be seeing, and this is typically the way it goes. As you have mm -hmm. more of them, they pick up in frequency as you get closer to the season. And there are, you know, more details that will continue to come out, and look forward to that as well. Yeah, uh, we. I I said to you that I wanted to kind of, you know, blend a little of the. It's it's not really blending hockey, but it's been happening because I know this is a topic that we've had discussions about in the past, but there's been a lot of attention with the NHL and pride nights recently. Every team in the league yeah, I've has noticed it. Yeah. Every team has their own pride night. Some have warm up sweaters. Not everyone does, but uh, some teams have backed out of wearing or having players wear warm up sweaters after saying they would other players have said they don't want to do it based on their religious beliefs some russian players have cited concerns of retribution because there are severe laws in russia dealing with promoting uh, that kind of lifestyle and some players still have families so I, i'm and i'm bringing it up because pride month is coming up in june there was a, a lot of blowback last year when nascar uh, had some of the merchandise coming out that that reflected that so i wanted to to talk about it a little bit and but from what i've been able to see and read and i've looked a lot about it the immediate really response when when teams have pulled back on having players wear pride sweat themselves have declined to to wear them is immediate outrage and claiming and with social posts that they're terrible people uh it shouldn't matter what your religious belief is the league has said safety isn't really an issue for russian players teams are cowardly if they decide not to have players wear them but I, I have yet to see anyone really put this, that type of vitriol and, and put this into a better context that's comfortable for me. So here's what I mean. Now, so most say that being a Christian and having strong personal beliefs about the Bible uh, shouldn't matter to wearing a pride jersey. You're not condoning that lifestyle. You're simply supporting those in the LGBTQ plus community. And I get that argument, but... I, I I don't necessarily agree 100% with it because religion is a choice. Your sexual orientation isn't a choice. Mm -hmm. So no one has asked any of the players who declined to wear pride sweaters if they would decline to promoting racial inclusion, for instance, if you're if you're having a night celebrating Black or African-American or Afro-Canadian or Hispanic nights at your arena, your race is not your choice. It's who you are. And if you decline to wear a, a piece of clothing promoting racial equality, then you're prejudiced and a bigot and should be slandered. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the difficult part that I, that I have with all this. I mean, if you're Christian or Catholic and you want to have a a night, uh, you'll wear, I suspect, uh, a jersey promoting that. But what about Jewish players? Should they be forced to or 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 slighted if they're not immediately participating in it? So it's not it's not quite the 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 cut and dried argument in in every way. But I also wanted to take the 
the the time to say that i'm curious to see how nascar approaches this mm -hmm. um the merch last year was great and i hope we get to see more of it again this year i suspect unfortunately the the league the nhl is going to wind up scaling back this sort of um, celebrations i suspect they will it'll be much quieter and toned down because they just don't want the blowback so i also wanted to conclude by saying this if you are a member of the lgbtq2 plus community know that you are important you are welcome here on this podcast and by many others in this community. Same also goes for any ethnic or religious group as well. We are welcoming and we want to include as, as many people as possible. So I'm just, I'm, I, I understand everyone's a bit upset and frustrated by it, but let's approach it as let's figure out the best way forward. If someone is opting not to wear a, uh, uh, a sweater or a uniform or whatever celebrating and promoting inclusion take the time to ask them why and have the discussion with them don't just try to rip them a new one that doesn't mm -hmm. solve anything that doesn't move us forward let's have a, a discussion okay if you feel a certain way let's discuss why and it's okay to agree to disagree at times too it's having the conversation and moving the discussion forward is the objective here Right, because a lot of the times there's potentially just a a lack of education and a yeah. lack of knowledge a lot around a lot of those things. It's like when you mentioned like like sexual orientation is not a choice. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people that grew up in Catholicism and Christianity that don't believe that. Sure. It's like they believe it's a choice. And it's like, well, did you choose to love a man? No. It's it's not a choice. It is the way you are and the way you were born. And that's why I tried to compare it to, to, to race. It's like, again, it's a you don't really good comparison as opposed to, you know, you can choose your, your belief system of, of mm -hmm. whatever religion or something. So that was, and that I've, was why I've seen some that. people coming in and being like, well, you don't choose your belief system or your religion. It's like, I was born, like you're born whatever way. And yes, your parents choose and can choose your religion for you. You don't have to grow up following that religion. I know plenty of people that grew up Catholic or Christian or whatever and took on Buddhism or Muslim. How many, how or, many people have changed uh, uh, their religion to accommodate a, a partner or spouse? I mean, it just, it, it happens and it doesn't, yeah. So, so many, I, like, orth, like, that's why I don't think the comparison is valid. And that's it's why not. it's like, we need to, we need to change conversation a little bit. So I'm, I'm, I hope that we're doing that and, and mm -hmm. trying to, to push the, the, that kind of conversation forward in that manner. So I think that's mm -hmm. a much better way to look at it. Next time I hear someone going, it's a choice. I'm going to be like, I'm going to use your defense. No, it's not. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, and, and, and beliefs change and evolve over time too. I exactly. Mean, through, throughout your life. I mean, I don't necessarily feel the way I do about issues now as I did 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Well, so, even for me in high school, I was like Bible camp, Bible study, mm -hmm. like all the way. And even a period of time in college, I was like finding my, my, like my, my religion again and I was going back to it and I just and I it felt like I was forcing it it didn't feel authentic and mm -hmm. it's okay I love that word authentic be authentic be yourself in mm -hmm. whatever it is you're you're choosing whether it's your your sexuality your religious beliefs your your you know your life choices be authentic be your authentic self and I think that's a 
that's a good way to approach it. So mm -hmm. good. Thanks for having that um, important discussion. And hopefully it spurs a few other people to have yeah, it. Yeah, I am excited well. to see what NASCAR does because NASCAR is on an up and up trend with it. And they're not only, you know, welcoming LGBTQ plus people into the community, but they're using the existing LGBTQ plus members and drivers and people in the sport to yeah. push that messaging, which I love. I absolutely love it. Yeah. So let's hear for uh, for more of that. Okay. As we get towards the end of this edition of the Race and It Out podcast, we haven't really talked about food, and but I'll I'll sort of take it in a direction because there was something we were going to do previously that we forgot about, and that was super cold remedies because both of us have gone through it and kind of had sniffles and losing again. voices and sore throats and all the rest of it. And I swear by. Lipton chicken noodle soup, the kind that comes in the the dry, and for whatever reason, it is magic in that little pouch. You you eat some of that, and I find it it accelerates the process and really makes me feel better. I don't know what's in it. I don't know. It's magic as far as I don't I'm know concerned. what it is either. And I'm saying this having literally had it today on Ta's recommendation, <laughs> and it cleared my nose up for like an hour, two hours straight. I don't know what it was, but it like it it felt homey. It felt good. It was like oh man, like I feel sick. I want some soup. I take that yeah. soup. Oh, it was great. For me, the big one is emergency. Yeah. The emergency I've, packets. I have heard of that. I recall trying it once or twice. I, I find that whatever it, whatever it is, maybe it's, you know, psychological by now too, partly is, but <laughs> that chicken soup, it's for me, it is absolutely the best thing. Tried, so. trued, and tested works for me every time. So there's the recommendation. If you get one of those late season or spring colds or mm -hmm. something like that, that which so it's miserable. been going around a lot. I've, yeah. I like every single week I hear of a friend being like, I'm sick, but it's not COVID. And it's like, welcome to post pandemic <laughs> weakened immune system life, man. Hey, but you know what? Keep washing your hands, wear masks. It helps. Yeah. And, you know, be smart about, uh, stuff like that. So I'm, and I don't mind having a little distance between me and people in uh, standing in line or in, in crowds and stuff like that too. So yeah, um, exactly. the disclaimer this week, the thoughts, ideas, viewpoints, and discussion points on the racing it out podcast are those of Todd and Caitlin and not necessarily those of their employers, be that NASCAR, NASCAR on TSN, fuel media lab, IndyCar, green savory, um, any, anybody else that we may at some point have worked with, be it in a part-time or full-time capacity or someone that we may, who we have no idea of in the future also work for it's us and no one else. Oh, it was perfect. It was beautiful, Todd. Oh, there you go. Look so. at you go. <laughs> I got, I've had a pretty good amount of practice on this. <laughs> what? This is our season. Let's go. This is our 20th episode. Oh, congratulations. I just remembered that. It's our 20th episode. So there Very you good. go. Nailing the disclaimer for the 20th episode. You've had 20 <laughs> tries got right. to get it right. <laughs> Finally did it. Yeah, give me enough chances. I'll get it. So beautiful. All right. You have a great vacation and uh, we'll do this again when you get back and have food stories. I will bring as many food stories back as I possibly can. Cheers. Cheers.